0: Praise the Lord, everybody, welcome back to our Bible study. Hoping for everybody's doing well out there in internet land, hey, amen. It's another awesome day, Tuesday tonight and I uh, truly, truly is a blessing to know that I bring forth the Word of God. We like to encourage you to continue to study the Word of God. God encourages us to, and it's important for us to, that we can learn of God and uh, be more like Him. As scripture says, no doubt uh, that we can be approved by God as we rightly divide the Word of truth. Again, that you won't have to be ashamed. On the day of judgment, you ought to be ashamed throughout life because you know what the Word of God says. And it's our key. It's our strength. It's our nourishment. It's our food. It's our everything. Again, it's our power that we gain from the Lord. the way we communicate with God as well. So we encourage you to continue to study it, read it, and uh, make it a part of your life. Again, as we uh, look at this tonight, we've been covering the whole duty of man. The whole duty of man. Our main springboard scriptures was from Ecclesiastes 12, uh, chapter 12, where King Solomon had, I've gone through a whole uh, really diatribe of, of of scriptures about how that what life really things in life that really matter. Whether it was again uh, you know, all the money and all the things that he had possessed, all the women and all the, the finer things that he had saw and the places he had been, he said really nothing really matters more than our relationship with God. Perhaps we'll open back up with that uh, this evening. We well, open we'll back up with that. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. We'll start off with our main subject line. So we're gonna do part three tonight. Part three, uh, and we'll try to wrap it up in this three-part series. We hope, if, if time allows. All right. So let's go. The Bible says, "Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter." He says, "To fear God." We covered it in part one, and to keep His commandments. He says, "For this is the whole duty of man." The whole duty of man, and we covered some of that last week. We made a piece one more of that this week. And then verses 14 says, for God shall bring every work into judgment. He says, with every secret thing, whether it be good or evil, whether it be evil. So last week we covered about the whole duty of man. We ran through a bunch of things that was acquired of us. It was required of us from for in our Christian race and our Christian walk, and all men, no doubt, he, he requires all men to come to repentance. All men to come to Christ. And really, that's the most important part in life. And so, let's look at that. Let's pick up back, piggyback up off of that again about the whole duty, man. I'm going to give you one more verse of scripture uh, where we left off last week. Actually, Matthew five sixteen. We left off this last week. Uh, Matthew five sixteen. It says, "Let us, uh, or let your let your light so shine before men." So the, your duty as a believer in Christ, when you come to Christ, now it's time to shine. It's time to shine. He said, let your light shine before men that they may see your good work, he says, uh, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So the people will see your light. You are a Christ representative. We talked about, again, being an ambassador for Christ. You are, again, a representation of the Son of Almighty God here on earth, we are representations of the kingdom, and so let our light shine. We are made to shine in this world. The people would desire to want what we have, the desire, the the, the relationship that we have with Christ, to desire to see and, and experience the same power of God that you uh, 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 should experience as well. And so, the whole duty of man is to shine, to shine when you come to Christ, and to be a disciple, and to win souls for Christ. Let's go. Um, A little bit further, Galatians two twenty. Galatians two twenty. Another part about the duty of man is for us to totally surrender, totally surrender to God, and really, uh, again, we we get in trouble as we shared with you before when we when we hold on to ourselves, we hold on to our wheels. So I'm going to go into some of that tonight. Uh, The Bible says, "I am." The Apostle Paul was telling us in Galatians two twenty. He says, "I am crucified with Christ," and naturally, you as a Christian, when you come to Christ, we we crucified, we we died to self. You die, I die, uh, again not a physical death but a spiritual death, a, 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 the past, the old man dies, and that's what should happen in the born again experience, and so he says today, for I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, so saying yes, I am died, the old man died, because my, the old man died on the cross, you should take up your cross and follow him, as Jesus told us, and he says, that nevertheless I live so I'm dead to my old ways but now I'm alive a new life the Bible says yet not I but Christ liveth in me so as Christ is in me it's the God in me the Lord Jesus Christ living in me his spirit he says and the life which I now live in the flesh he says by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me he said I'm living now for the one who gave his life for me that's your duty to live for the one who gave his life we should live for him and not ourselves is what the Apostle Paul was saying. Let's go to Colossians 3 1 he says if ye then be risen with Christ and so naturally your name in the name of Christ if you claim to be a Christian we claim to be believers he says we that claim to be risen from the dead and from being born again uh, from our old ways Bible says seek those things which are above that's another duty of man is to seek those things which are above he says where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God and verse 2 he says, set your affections on things above and not the things of the earth. Set your affections on things above and not the things of the earth. He says, for ye are dead and your life is hid, well, in Christ. So naturally the duty of man. You're now hid in Christ. You're now living for Christ. Your lifestyle and your efforts and energies and your schedule, everything, let us base our life around the things of God. He says, number four. Uh, we will get into this a little bit more, but let's read it here. He says, For Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall he also appear with him in glory. That's really the ultimate goal, for us to be with him when he returns. Those who who are, who are going to be with him when he returns, those that have given their lives to him, those that have died, went to heaven, and will come back with him, no doubt, to reign and rule on the earth. Let's go to John 3.30. John 3.30. Uh, John the Baptist, uh, the cousin of Jesus, the forerunner of Christ, the one who preached and and teached Jesus uh, repentance of sins. The Bible says, he said, he must increase. John 3.30, he says, he must increase, but I must decrease. We're talking about the whole duty of man in this section. The continuing whole duty of man, he says, he must increase. In other words, he must become greater and greater in my life. Let him become greater in your life. Let his desire his a desire for him become greater. let our relationship for him become greater. the love grows stronger and stronger and stronger every day. He said, and I must decrease I must my will, my ways, my actions, my desires, my schedule, my things let it decrease for the kingdom of God. People find forward again spending too much time with you never such thing spending too much time with God. never such thing as doing too much for God. it's never such a thing and so let us uh let him become greater a greater priority in each of our lives as believers let's go to james one nineteen, james one nineteen through 27. uh again we're talking about the whole duty of man that's what he says here. Wherefore, my beloved brother let every man be swift to hear. so part of your duty uh, is, is a being a testimony being a, a christian being an example so let us be swift to him slow to speak slow to wrath so in other words again we don't pop off like we used to. We don't go off like we used to because we have a new spirit about us. But the part I want to bring to you you says, for this part here about the for the wrath of man working not in the righteousness of God. The wrath of man working not the righteousness of God. That's not what God wants from us. He wants us to be different. The duty, uh, the whole duty of us as believers today is to be different, to live a life an example unto the Lord. Number 21 he says, wherefore lay apart all filthiness, in other words, sin and superfluity of naughtiness, the things that before we used to do, sinful nature that we once had, naughty things, ungodly things that we used to do. He said, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, he says, which is able to save soul. So the duty of man is to receive Jesus, receive his word, make changes in our lives. Let the old sin and things die away out of our lives. He says, and be ye, number 22, be ye doers of the word. Be doers of the word. Duty. What's my duty? To start doing what the Bible says to do. He says, and not hearers of the word. Not hearers of the word. He says, deceiving ourselves. We only hurt ourselves. The devil uh, wants us to just take portions. He don't mind us uh, uh, knowing a little bit of the Bible, but he doesn't want us to do all of the Bible. And so, brothers and sisters, let us make that our plan and our goal to grow greater and stronger and and, and more wiser in his word and to apply his word uh, again every day of our lives. Let's move on a little bit further. He says, For if, in, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his face in a natural glass. In other words, a mirror. So if we hear it and we see the problems, God deals with our hearts through the preaching, God deals with our hearts through his spirit, and we don't make the changes. He says we're like a man looking in a in glass. And number 24 says, for he beholdeth himself, in other words, he sees himself and goeth his way, straightway forgetting what manner of man he was. So God shows us who we are. And so it's our duty to change. It's our duty. He's not going to make us change. He's not going to force you to change. We can't twist and turn people's arms to get saved. You have to be willing to come to Christ. It's your duty, your your, uh, destiny. You have to choose that. You have to choose that. And let that become your lifestyle. <clears throat> Nobody's gonna do it but you. And so we must not turn away from God calls us. Number twenty-five. He says, "Whosoever look into the perfect law of liberty and continue with therein, he is not a and, and he is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. His man sh- shall be blessed in his deeds." You want to be blessed? You want to be blessed? Do the work of God. Do the work of God. I'm telling you, you will be blessed in your deeds. The Bible says in verse 26, If any man seem to be religious and brighteth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. So we must make sure that you're living the life. You and I live the life that we, uh, the Word of God tells us to live. Because we don't want religion to be in vain. We don't want our worship to be in vain. We don't want our relationship with God. Uh, to be shaky, or hypocritical, but at the end, your duty is to make sure that I'm living the life uh, again as I profess to live. Number twenty-seven says, "Pure religion and the fire before God and and the Father is this to visit the fatherless. So one of our duties is to visit the fatherless. He says, "And the widows in their affliction, to reach out to, to the widows, those that are, are less fortunate." He, he went on to say a little bit further. He says, "And to keep himself unspotted from the world." Uh, uh, so, again, reaching out to people, caring for people and their and their, 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 their needs. There, there are a lot of lonely people out there. He talked about the fatherless children. They're my orphanages and children that grew up, uh, again, without mother and a father. Again, we should have compassion for those that are, have a, a, a void in their lives. And Christ can be that void. That's a prime, prime uh, audience, really, to reach out to the fatherless and the widows and people who have an emptiness in their hearts, and but Christ can feel that void. And he says, and keep, not only that, the next part of our duty is, not only for the less fortunate, those that are hurting, but for also keep himself spotted from the world, unspotted from the world. That's your duty. God help me keep my life. Again, pleasing unto you. Don't let anything, I don't want anything, any unrepentant sins, any things that will try to harm me and, and taint my testimony, let me keep my heart pure. If you've fallen and given fallen sin, repent of it. Turn from it. That's your duty. Don't stay down. Don't stay the same way you are. Say, God, you know I Forgive me my sins. I'm going to get back up and make it right the next time. Repent of it. Get it right with God. Amen. And he says, keep yourself unspotted from the world. You make it your goal and your duty. Say, I'm not going back to the way I used to be. I'm not going to be the man or the woman that I used to be. Let's go to um, Ecclesiastes 12, 12, 14. Ecclesiastes 12, 14. We're going to reread that second part of the text. So we're going to the final portion of this Bible study. Let's look at this. So back to our main text here. And so that some of those some of, those are some of the the whole duties of man. Let's read verse 14. Um, and so some of these things that we 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 get dealt with, we deal with, and we spoke about, we were all, it's gonna all gonna have to be laid out. When we step before God, everything that we've ever done, nothing is hidden from God. And so everything God is taking attendance. He's He's got us on record right now. He's got us on record on his big camera. He's watching every life. And that's what the Bible says here in verse 14: For God shall bring every work into judgment. God shall bring every work under select under surveillance by God. He shall bring every work into judgment, every secret thing. You, you just because it's behind of closed the doors, God's gonna bring it into judgment, whether it be good or evil, or evil. So Let's go into that portion as we try to uh close out this Bible study. We're gonna look at this about the judgment of God, the judgments of God, and having to give an account for our lives. All right, let's look at this. Um give me a second here, folks. All right, um Matthew twelve, thirty-five. Matthew twelve thirty-five. He says, A good name, or excuse me, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth good things. And so it has to be down in the heart. God sees the secret things of the heart. He knows what's in the heart. He does. He knows. <laughs> Whether we have the attitude we have, whether we are fake or phony, God knows the heart. We can fool people. We cannot fool God. Let us be real, brothers and sisters. Let us be as real as possible. Amen. To be real as possible. Amen. For men and women. He says, uh, God knows the heart. He says, and and an evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. And so the good comes out of the heart and the evil comes out. You can't hide it. And so the Bible goes on and says By saying to you that every idle word that man shall speak verse 36 every idle word that man shall speak they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment everything we say as well everything we say you ever had the times when you say man I wish I could have that back I wish I didn't say that I wish I wouldn't have acted that way uh, it will be judged if, especially if we don't repent of it if you don't repent of it you know it, it don't hurt. Our pride gets in the way I and I, you know, I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. And that's right back to what we said in the beginning is to be slow to speak, slow to wrath. Uh, so quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Why? Because again, we must think of things through, the consequences of what we can say. Consequences of things that we post. Consequences of the things that we type up in text. You know what? Because we may want that back. And sometimes it gets lost in the translation too even when and I joking my wife and my kids and tell me uh, are different ones sometimes they don't understand my jokes I'm, I'm flat out joking but it comes across as if I'm not joking so God help me with that and so again if you don't know who I am right, even even then you know uh, again it can come across the wrong way It can come across the wrong way this why we can't really walk around with uh, with chips on my shoulders either because uh, again somebody could be flat out joking and we'll take it the wrong way or 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 even if somebody's serious I'm not gonna, we cannot let allow it to, to, to affect us because we may say something that can hurt along the lines. There's times when people who don't even know Christ may say something, they may curse, they may do all matters of things against you. But you know what? Back to what we shared with you Sunday, it's a spirit behind them. It's a spirit behind people. When they're not saved, it's a spirit behind them. And so we gotta be like Jesus, say, you know what, Father, I mean we look beyond what, what they're saying and forgive them for what they do. Because one day that same person that's cursing and fighting against the church could one day be the greatest vessel used for the kingdom of God, i.e., the Apostle Paul. And so we must be careful what we, how we say things and what we do, uh, and what we say. Again, every idle word the Bible says will be brought into judgment. Let's go to verse thirty-seven. He says, "For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by the words thou shalt be condemned." And so. Let's let our last words be forgiveness. Amen. God, forgive me. Or Pray and forgive one another as well. Forgive one another. Again, for we don't want to go to degrade, again, with these things. The Bible says, let not the sun go down on your wrath. So, again, in anger and various things, in the heat of the moment, be careful what we say. Because you never know who may be listening. You could be arguing back and forth, and the people in the car next to you coming down the road, be like, they'll look over and see us fussing and fighting Oh, they just came from church. They don't to fussing and fighting. All the neighbors, the windows are up. It's summertime and the windows are up. They're back and forth yelling and hollering and screaming. You be careful what we say to one another. Be careful how we use our tongue. We want to be a testimony at all times. A testimony at all times. God help us. No doubt. But not only that, not just for what people may say, but what God says as well. Let's go to Acts 17. Acts 17 30. The Bible says here at 30 and 31. And It was again, God sees things and he, a lot of times he overlooked a lot of things in the Old Testament. But he says, in the times of, of our ignorance, of this ignorance, God winked that. God overlooked a lot of stuff, and he does. He, he He doesn't really overlook it. But you know, he expects us to make things right. He said, but now I commanded that men everywhere to repentance. He commanded all men everywhere to come to repentance. So again, before God let a lot of things go under the bridge, even before we came to Christ, God, by his mercy and his grace, allowed things to go take form. But now he says, you know, it's time to make the things right before God. The Bible says, "There, because, 31, because he hath appointed a day, there's an appointed day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. By the man whom he hath ordained, wherefore he hath given assurance, he says unto all men that he hath raised him from the dead. Everyone this is coming a day it's coming today that we will all have to give an account for our lives. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 4 5. 1 Corinthians 4 5. Therefore, is, how about the day of judgment? Talking about judgment and how we have to stand before our judge. The Bible says, therefore, judge nothing before it's time. Even in that, let's not be quick to conclusions. Let's not be quick to judge people. Let's not be quick to make rash decisions. You never know. You never know. Don't let the surface, uh, uh, don't make surface judgment. The Bible says, judge righteous judgment. Now, naturally, you, you must be wise in our judgments as well. He said, judge nothing before his time. He says, until the the Lord come. He says, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. He says, and will make manifest the counsel of the heart. Then shall every man have praise of God. So God, God sees it all. God knows the intention of the heart. back to what we said. And so the secret things, back to what uh, uh, Solomon had said, the secret things will all have to be revealed before God. Number, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and 6 through 11. 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 11. He says, therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body. And so he's dealing with death here in this in this particular occasion. And he began to talk about, again, just to transition. The questions came about life and death naturally. And so he says, we are confident while in, at home in the body. We that you here on earth, you're alive in your body he said but we are absent from the Lord so while we are here on earth we're not physically with the Lord number seven he says for we walk by faith and not by sight number eight we are confident I say and willing rather to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord now he's saying when we die the body our desire is to go and be with Jesus leave this old body here on earth and leave be absent from this body and now be present with the Lord when you die. Now 90 he says, wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, whether I'm here on earth or whether I'm in heaven, we may be accepted of him. Now not we know when we go stand before him, we'll find out real quickly whether we're accepted of him. But we must live our life here on earth to be accepted by him. Remember when Jesus, uh, when he was baptized, the Bible says the voice came from heaven, Behold my son in whom I'm well pleased. The heavenly Father was pleased with his son, Jesus. In church today, every day of our lives, let us endeavor to live a life pleasing unto the Lord. The Bible says in verse 10, he said, for we must all appear. We, everybody, everybody, we must all, the preachers, the teachers, the students, the the, the lost, whoever it may be, we must all appear before the judgment seat. The judgment seat. Let me read it again. Yeah, the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body. So the things done here on earth, he says, according to that which he had done, whether it be good and or evil, we will have to give an account, especially if it's unrepentant. He needs to see the blood. The things we did in our past, we pray for forgiveness. But if you're living in unrepented sin, if you're living in sin that's not repented of we will have to give an account for that. Number eleven, he went on and says, "Wherefore, knowing therefore, excuse me, the terror of the Lord. Knowing therefore the, the terror of the Lord, we know this. We know there's a judgment coming. We know that there's a judgment coming. We persuade men. We read the Bible as preachers, as Christians. You learn in the Bible. You see and hear about heaven and hell. There's consequences on the line. That's why it's so important to persuade men. To persuade men." to come to Christ. He says, but we are made manifest unto God and our trust also manifest in your conscience. Let this conscience reign in your conscience. Listen to your conscience. Listen to the Holy Ghost and say, you know what? I know the terror of the Lord. I know this is not pleasing to God. I'm not going to do this. Let's go to 1 Peter 4-9 1-9. The Bible says, for as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh. Christ suffered for us. He died for us. Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he hath uh, suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. Uh, again so we must pattern our lives. The duty of man, the whole duty of man, let us pattern our lives after the life of Christ. Number, se- number two he goes on and says, "Not uh, that no longer we should live the rest of our time in the lust in and, and the flesh, in the lust of men. So the whole duty of man is to depart from the lust of the flesh and start desiring the things of God. Let me, He says, but to the will of God, is what he said, to the will of God is our, is the duty in which we should do. Number three, this is a mixture of what we'll be talking about tonight, the whole duty of man plus the judgment. This way what he says, for in time past, our lives may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walk in the Syrians. What is the Syrians? Meaning, we was lustful, we were lewd, we carried ourselves, we, we showed off our bodies, we did all manners of things, men and women, to desire, desire the opposite sex or to, to cause the opposite sex to lust after us. And that's the type, that's what lascivious means to try to draw undue attention. Again today, ladies, men, whoever you may be, cover yourselves. We, as Christians, when you become a Christian, your lifestyle changes to where you don't want to draw in and cause someone else to stumble. In the flesh, and so lascivious is that lust, excess of wine, reveling, which is a party spirit, a party clubs, clubbing, banqueting, and abominable idolatries all matters of idolatry, worshiping of the idols and the various things. This is the things he said we used to do. Number four, he says, Wearing me, we thinking strange now that we run not with them to the same excess of writing and speaking evil of you. We covered this Sunday about how now they speak evil of you a few weeks ago, they speak evil of us. Because, excuse me because you have been delivered excuse me because we have been delivered the world doesn't understand it and even really it's driven by the spirit of Satan to despise that which is good despise the change despise morals despise holiness that's really what it is they 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 speak evil because they speak evil of holiness they speak evil of endeavoring to do us right they speak evil of the church they speak evil of the Bible by even saying it is written by me or or is made up man made, that's a that's a evil speaking evil of the word of God. It's not, but it's inspired by God. It was given to men by God. Number five, it went on says, "Who shall give an account?" So they speak evil of you, but they will give an account just like you and I. Verse five, to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead. Quick means alive, and the dead. Number 60 says, for this cause was the gospel preached unto them that are dead. The gospel went out to us who are dead, dead in our sins and trespasses. We were dead men. And before we come to Christ, before you come to Christ, you are a walking dead man or an old woman boy or a girl. Dead, lost in sin, separated from God. That, you may be, that they may be judged or might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. So again, we must live for God in the Spirit. The Spirit will keep you from being judged, uh, again, or falling into the things that will cause judgment, the wrong judgment. Let's finish up. The Bible says, but the end of all things is at hand. The apostle wrote, he says, but ye therefore sober, be ye therefore sober, watch and pray. So the whole duty is to be sober minded, seriously minded about your soul seriously mind about your relationship with God, sober as well as in alcohol and drugs, be sober, be clean. The Bible says, watch and pray. This will keep you, this will help you. We make bad judgments when we're not sober, bad decisions, we say things that we shouldn't say when we're not sober. And so, back to what percent saying: bad judgments leads to bad judgment from God. Number 80 went on says, and above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. In other words, love. For charity or love covers the multitude of the sins. Let our love for God, our love for his word, our love for heaven be, be the number one priority. Let us love people as well. Love people in their faults. Love people when they do what's wrong. Love people. Overlook them and continue to try to win them to Christ. Use hospitality one to another without grudging as well as well again we need to be hospitable even to the laws hospitable to people we don't agree with, hospitable to show them Christ in our lives we got a few more verses I'm gonna get you guys out of here tonight Revelation 20 verse 12 through 15 again we talk about the judgment and so the things we will all have to stand before God in judgment and so the Solomon had told us he says hey this is this is the duty of man this is the conclusion of the matter that's what he says he said I saw the dead Small and great. In other words, children, men, people from all walks of life stand before God. And the books were open. Remember, I told you about God's recording. And he has scribes writing everything down. The books were open, which the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the book, according to their works. He said, and the sea gave up the dead. In other words, the sea means the multitude of people, the masses were, uh, were in, and the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works, every one of us. He says that the death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. So the dead, the dead, those that are not with Christ, dead in sin and trespass, you died lost without God, died with unrepented sins, cast into the lake of fire sad sad judgment horrible judgment there's no escape this is the second death first death is when they put us in the graveyard on earth second death is when we have our final judgment and men and women will be cast into the lake of fire and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire my friend today how do i get you say how do i get into this book of life give your life to jesus christ Repent of your sins. Live for Him. Obey the commandments. Obey His Word. Be faithful to your church. Give time, effort, and energy for the kingdom of God. Walk uprightly. Resist temptation. And you will know that have eternal life with Jesus Christ. Let's go to Matthew 25 as we close with this. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Long section here, but we're going to close this important. Jesus had given an illustration, a parable, about the kingdom of God and what it was going to be like. And the Bible says, "And the Son of Man shall come in His glory." In those days, when Jesus will come in the clouds of no doubt, and He says, "In His glory, and all the angels with Him, and then shall sit upon the throne of His glory. He will come and reign and rule." The Bible says, "Before Him shall be gathered all nations." He shall separate one from another as a sheep. Oh, excuse me, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. He is the great shepherd, the good shepherd. He's going to separate the goats from the sheep. Who are the sheep? The sheep are the Christians. They make fun of Christians. They make fun of, oh, you just a sheep. You're just a, a gullible sheep. Yeah, that's all right. That's what it's all about. We need to be sheep. Let him lead us. Bible goes on and says 33 he he shall set the sheep on his right hand and but the goats he shall put on his left it's gonna be a split The Bible says and then shall the king say unto him them that are on the right hand come ye blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world there's a place being prepared as Jesus told us I go to prepare a place there are saints of God enjoying that place right now in the Kingdom of Heaven. Do you want to go? My friend today it's an awesome, awesome place and we look forward to that day. The Bible says in 35, For I was hungry and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. 36 it says, Naked and ye clothed me. I was sick and ye visited me. I was in prison and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, Uh, When shall, when saw we at thee in hunger and fed thee, or thirsty, or gave thee drink, 38, he says, And when saw we a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee, or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? In other words, they was asking, When do we do this? What are you talking about? God, you're God. How can we do this to you? The Bible says in verse 40, And the king answered and said, unto them. Verily really I sent you in as much as you done it unto one of the least of the, these my brethren you have done unto me. So the things we do here on earth the good deeds, the things that we do for the kingdom of God we feed the poor, we help the needy we go and do the things that, uh, of, of grace and mercy, the things in which Jesus did. We endeavor to portray those things. We endeavor to, do, uh, to duplicate those things. We endeavor to do things for the kingdom, to lead people to Christ. In church today, we as a church, we need to get busy and go out and, and do things for the community, continually, continually, continually. Let's go out in the highways and byways and, 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 and help on people and, and do what we can. Again, and to, to go soul winning and reach out to people that are in need. Again, it's so important. Come on board and, and go soul winning with us. Again in the day, outreach and nursing homes, various things of where people are hurting and need Christ. Let us show them the love of Christ. There's so many more things we need to do now that the pandemic is fading away. Let's use this time and effort and energy to no doubt to get out in the community. He says, when I saw you do these things, you was doing it for me. Number 41. Then say, they also unto me on the left hand, depart from me. He says, ye curse into an everlasting fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. 42, I was a hunger and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was stranger and you took me, me, not him. Naked, and you clothe me not, sick, and in prison, and you visit me not. Then shall uh, they answer and say unto me, saying, Lord, when saw so we thee in hunger, or thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or, or sick, or in prison, or did not minister unto thee? Verse 45, he says, Then shall he answer and say, uh, say Verily I say unto you, in so much as you did it not to the, one of the least of these, you did it not unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment but the righteous into eternal life. There's two places we're going to go. And these are some of the things that we'll be judged on. Some of the things that we'll be judged on as a mankind. So let's go back to our original Bible studies. we wrap up this Bible study. It's three-part series. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. The conclusion of it all. When we have to stand before God, just like we read We'll stand one by one before the judge. Nobody else. We can't blame nobody else but you and I. Bible says the conclusion of the whole matter is what Solomon told us. Fear God. Fear what we just told you. There's an everlasting fire and there's a heaven. And it's on the line. Fear God enough to where you reverence him and obey him. To surrender to him, live for him. Fear God. Keep his commandments. His word. He says, Come. Do my work. Obey me. Live for me. For This is the whole duty of man. Let us do the things and the works of Christ. The whole duty of man. Only what's done for Christ will last anyway. All of our education, our jobs, our salaries, all these different things that we chase after in the natural. The only thing that's really going to matter is the spiritual. The only thing that really matters is what we do in the spiritual realm. And so the spiritual realm uh, bleeds out into the natural. So as we finish verse 14, for God shall bring every work, as so we share it with you, every work, every work. We shared with you before about, he says, Lord, Lord, then we do this in your name, and we did that in your name, we did this in your name, we did that in your name. He says, depart from me, i never do you. Every secret thing, whether it be good or evil, whether it be good or evil, um, he says, we will have to give an account. Um... Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Let's go to Matthew seven. Go to Matthew seven. I thought I gave it to you a few weeks ago. But let me bring it back. Let me close with this. So it's always a sobering, sobering verses of scripture. Give um, me a second hand. I just go to 21. 21 through 25, 4. 21 through 24 as we close. All right, the Bible tells us here not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. He says, but he that doeth the will of my Father. There it is again, the duty of man, which is in heaven. Number 22. For Uh, Many shall say to me in that day, in that day of what? When we stand before God. Lord, Lord, we have prophesied in your name. We preached in your name. He says, in that name, we cast out devils. We even did that. In that name, I've done wonderful works. Uh, You say, how can it be possible if if they're not true Christians? Again, God God is more looking at the receiver. A lot of time, God is looking at the faith of the receiver more than the the giver. So I could be I could be as filthy and corrupt in my heart, but if that if that receiver, that's one that's looking to be delivered from demons, God will do it miraculously, in spite of the person that's praying for them. The Bible says in twenty three, and then shall will I profess unto them, I, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Twenty-four. Who's over here with these sands of mine and doeth them? I would liken unto a wise man who built this house upon the rock. And so churches will be coming that sunny evening. And so I'm gonna stop right there. But the whole of the man. Let us make sure we're ready to stand before God at the conclusion of it all. We don't know when our conclusion is. No man know the day nor the hour when we have to take our life. We can take. We can be our last day on earth this week, or it could be eighty years from now. We don't know, but God does. But whenever it is, make sure you're ready to give an account for your life and what have you done for Christ. Amen. Let us give your life, dedicate your life. Make sure the blood is applied daily. Make sure the blood is applied. You prayed up, paid up, so we can go up, as that old saying goes. Prayed up, paid up, so you can go up. Amen, Almighty God. God We look forward to seeing you Thursday night in um, service, 334 Astro Street. Come on out and be with us. Come on out and be with us. And also, uh, perhaps first time tuning in, we will encourage you to give and various things. We have a a fellowship meeting, August 13th. August 13th at 1 p.m. at the church. August 13th, we're going to have an awesome time. Friday night fellowship, August 12th at 7. And then we're going to have the following week a prayer brunch, a prayer brunch at 11 a.m., prayer brunch at 11 a.m., that is the 20th of August, 2020. And come on out and be with us at prayer brunch. to where we have uh, the tickets are $30, $30. and So it's a fundraiser we're having. But it's, again, a good time to fellowship and pray. And just know, Lord knows whatever that will happen. Good things happen when we come together. So, again, come expect and believe in God for these things. And be in prayer with us. Amen. For all that God would do. And we pray that God's blessing be upon it. All right. God bless you. prayer. We'll see you soon.